Hello, uh, hello, everybody. It's the, the donuts again, talking about some of our favorite topics around uh, tax technology in, in the Middle East. When, when, we, when we last left the conversation, we were talking about um, Taxing Authority 3.0, and, and we were talking, I think that the, the conversation, if I remember correctly, veered into e-invoicing. And, and, and we thought, you know, let, let's have a separate, a separate session and just sort of dive right into e-invoicing and talk about it from a, a high-level perspective, what is it, where does it come from, uh, and then and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about what we're expecting to see happen in, in this region in the Middle East over the next over the next couple of years. Uh, it is, I, I think, in this region is probably you know the, the next big thing in in the tax transformation that we're seeing in in, in, the, in the Middle East. Um, so so I think it is important for us to to dissect it. So I, I think. What's important whenever we bring up this topic is to actually kind of go back to basics and explain, what, you know, what is the invoicing? As I said, where does it come from, and, and what does it mean? I, I can say what it's not, and then maybe Mustafa can say what. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Is because because a lot of people think e-invoicing is just a digital copy of an invoice, right? So people think if I don't print out the invoice, but I send the PDF across, that is invoicing because it's digital, it's electronic, and it's an electronic copy of my invoice. Um, that's not the invoicing that we are discussing today and not what this is all about. It's, it's much more than that. So it's, it's definitely not a piece of paper that's scanned or, uh, so it's, it's, it's much more. And Mustafa is, is definitely the expert here and he can, he can tell you what it is. <laughs> well, 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 do you accept that challenge, Mustafa? What do you, what do you, uh, what, what, how, how do we begin to define this beast? Yes, so yeah, um, Jano, your, your, your understanding of what an e-invoice is not is correct. <laughs> um, so the word that often I think is overlooked or missing when people talk about e-invoices is integrated. And so when you look at what an electronic document is, then yeah, rightly said, Jano, uh, it's you know something that could be a digital version of something which is you know, paper-based. And that is, what some, that is what we call an electronic document. But when we talk about e-invoices, what we've got to consider that is uh, what we need to consider is that when we basically transmit data in an electronic format, um, the integration aspect is is key to describing the definition. And so, what I would suggest when describing e-invoicing to someone for the very first time is that I would say that it's an exchange of e-invoicing data in an integrated electronic format, which takes place between a buyer and supplier, and 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 the whole transmission protocol and how that happens is all digital. And so that is how I would define the invoicing process. So the term for me, e-invoicing, is somewhat a misnomer. It's, it's misleading. People hear that and it, it gives you a view that it's going to be a very simple task. You're just reporting data. But but it, it's not. It's very much more detailed. It's the hand of government reaching into your systems. And what I'm really keen to hear Mustafa explain a little bit more about is how involved the government can be because it's, it's not the same different e-invoicing uh, setups. Uh, some countries um, will the government won't be as entrenched as they are, but in others they can be far more integral to the the supply chain itself. Yeah, and so in response to your point, Elliot, um, you're definitely correct. Uh, the administration or the development of invoicing uh, model design in different jurisdictions are definitely different. If you look at historically how invoicing came about 20, 30 years ago, driven primarily from Latin America, we saw obviously um, the first kind of model design, which was clearance. And so going to your, going back to your point, Elliot, 
when we look at basically the, the, the traditional designs of models we're invoicing, we saw that tax authorities wanted to be in the middle of the transaction. And so when a particular e-invoice is raised by a taxpayer, then that particular document would need to be transmitted in a particular standard format and type to the tax authority. And then the tax authority would play the role of a clearing administration. And then they would validate and approve that in near enough real time, transmit a response back to the taxpayer who would then be able to send that um, data to the recipient. So, that is so what we started off with. Can we, can we do an example? So yes, you're, you're, the, you're the seller. I'll, I'll be the tax authority and, and Elliot is the buyer, right? So, so you want to issue an invoice. That means you transmit the data that actually would be on the invoice. So instead of a paper invoice, we just take the data elements of that invoice. You send it to me and I'm the tax authority. I validate it and I say what? I say it's, it's correct. I say that the, the tax amount is correct. Like, and then, then I send it back to you and only then you can uh, send the invoice to, to Elliot and you'll then get paid. Is that, is that how it works? So you are correct to a degree. But when you look at different uh, different types of model design for clearance, that interaction could be different in other jurisdictions. So I do believe in certain countries like maybe, if my memory serves me correct, countries like Turkey, for example, what you've described to a degree is correct. But in those kind of jurisdictions, what would happen is once the tax authority receives the, the data in the prescribed format, um, once they validate that, authority would play the role of sending the data on your behalf to the recipient. And so I can't give you an exact answer because the model design is often very variable depending on the jurisdiction that we're looking, on, uh, we're looking at. But ultimately what we discussed, which you are correct in, in, in explaining, is the clearance mechanism. So, so I think the only other, or the, the other thing, I guess, that I, that I would sort of layer onto that is, you know, we talk about, and of course we're, we're, we're tax folks, right? So we're talking about e-invoicing in the context of clearance and the taxing authority and uh, the taxing authority 3.0. But, but I think it's important for people to appreciate that, you know, this industry, this concept of, of the invoicing um, is, is, is broader than just tax, right? Like, like, the, like organizations exist out there and, and they, they want to deal with each other in, a, in an automated fashion so that they can do, do many things to, to, to automate and, and make the supply chain more efficient. Right, like the 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 more digital your invoices, even to, to Jano's example, if they go directly between Mustafa as the supplier and, and Elliot as the purchaser, they they help manage, you know, uh, payment terms and 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 the whole efficiency of, of 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 the supply chain itself. And and I think you know there are a lot of organizations out there that look at e-invoicing and the move to e-invoicing as you know, sure, sure, there's a government angle here. There's a, there's a tax authority that's going to jump in. I think we, we often call it sort of the fifth corner, right? That's going to jump in and be privy to those transactions so they can validate it from a tax perspective. But just between suppliers and customers, this is, you know, a, a transformation in, in how organizations deal with each other. I, th I think the taxing authorities are just piggybacking off of that transformation in order to, to get the data that they need as well. Um, I, I don't know, Musk, does that, does that resonate or by sort of oversimplified me? I think, you, I think you have provided a number of good points. It's not just a single point. I think there's two or three different kind of themes in what you discussed. And I think the first point that you made about that invoicing isn't just about 
you know, tax, but there's a broader theme because it's applicable outside of the tax world is key. And it's often not realized because when you want to look at, as a taxpayer, the advantages or the benefits of the invoicing, often people will argue, well, what benefit is there for us? Because we're having to do, you know, additional means to, you know, massaging and preparing our data for authorities. Well, if you, if you, if you look at it outside of the tax world, there are plenty of benefits. And, and I, I would argue that, you know, if you, digitize your current process, which could be in some cases broken, manual, you know, driven with, with repetitive tasks, which require more, more resources than necessary, then the things that could potentially come off the back of a digitization journey to automate and, you know, introduce invoicing could include cost savings because moving away from paper-based issuance to technology will eliminate the cost of paper and printing. You're looking at automation and integration. Look at the way how you currently do your invoice receiving process? How are you generating invoices and sending that to your recipients? You know, you know, if you're digitizing that process, will that increase or decrease the level of resource input required? There's time savings from the reduction of human errors. Maybe there's faster delivery and bill collection. And what about enhanced security? So the list is endless from a taxpayer perspective about the benefits. And then going back to the kind of wider impacts of the business, Invoicing, invoicing could just be the start, right? But the whole process of how you transmit data doesn't have to be just for invoices. You can look at POs, service entry sheets, look at good receipts, you know, the concept of invoicing and the mechanisms on how invoicing is structured and built can be applied outside of the invoicing space. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think those are, I think those are really key points. I mean, one of the things I heard, you know, in, in one of these discussions was around, you know, how, how in some of those countries were e-invoicing from a more broad-based perspective has been adopted. You see a growth in um, organizations factoring invoices and securitization of receivables and, and you know, the, the ability to have better data, quicker data to pay on credit and, and how that impacts the whole sort of supply chain, right? And how, how that impacts the payment chain. So, so I think there's, a, there's definitely a broader mechanism here. And, and I think, you know, one of the key messages as, as we see tax authorities like, like Gazette um, roll out, you know, their new invoicing platform that, that I guess we're going to see later this year. Um, people are, people are thinking of it because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tax led implementation in the country, but there, are, I, th I think it is important for organizations to bring other stakeholders to, to the table. Um, and I certainly think the more work we do in this space, the, you know, the broader education around what, what this thing is. And, and how organizations can use it to, to benefit themselves and who they need to interact with is uh, is definitely a part of the conversation that, that, you know, I don't think we see people talking about enough. That's why I wanted to kind of put it on the table to, to, to have that sort of as a, as a bit of a lens. Um, so, so, so I think, I think we know what it is. I, I think we know what, what, what e-invoicing is. Um, I think we talked a little bit, maybe in one of our earlier podcasts around the benefits certainly to the government of, of wanting real-time data from taxpayers so that it can, you know, um, under, understand tax relevant data better, quicker, and, and, and assess its, its revenue stream, if you will. Um, what, what do organizations need to do though? So what, what does it look like? So I'm, you know, I'm a supplier in Saudi Arabia or I'm a supplier in, in, in Egypt. I think Egypt just rolled out an e-invoicing platform a few months ago. Um, we expect, you know, all the countries in the GCC and maybe the broader Middle East to, to follow a similar path. And, and as you pointed out, Mustafa, this is not a not necessarily a new concept globally. I think 
India went through a big implementation a couple of years ago. Uh, Asia is, I think, on a similar path to the Middle East. This is old hat to, to, to parts of South America and, and, and Europe. Um, what does it look like, though? Like, what, what, do, what do companies have to do from a, from a readiness perspective, from a systems perspective? Is it as easy as just sort of logging on and connecting to some government website? Or Because my, my fear is people are underestimating what they need to do to get ready for this. So... I, I'm guessing you, you'll all have different opinions on, on what's required, but as someone who sees, sees himself as an architect, I think going on an invoicing uh, journey or, or implementation deployment is multifaceted. And what I mean by that is that, you know, th there is no single core solution uh, that will address uh, the requirements. Um, if you look at across the world from other jurisdictions where we've seen harder forms of, of clearance mechanisms, um, you know, there aren't really... Uh, a single solution that can wrap up all of the requirements for all of the kind of clearance-based models around the world. And so what that basically tells me is that when you need to kind of embark on this journey, there are multiple kind of conversations that need to be had. And that starts from, you know, enterprise down, looking at and assessing your entire enterprise landscape, determining the, the entities that are in scope, where those entities exist in your ERP clients, identifying the different types of ERP system that would be in scope, then looking at basically um, your existing business as usual AR and AP processes. And I stress the fact that you should look at both AR and AP because even though from an e-invoicing stand standpoint, as the supplier, the onus is on you to send the data, never forget the reciprocating uh, dimension to invoicing as a customer because the idea is that we're digitizing the process. And so from an AR, perspective, we all get that, right? You know, sending out an invoice to a customer, there is a heavy amount of work to be undertaken, but then you as the customer on the opposite side will also be receiving digital data. So determining how you receive that data in a digital, digital mechanism should also be evaluated. So we look at AR and AP. And then once you've done that kind of assessment, the next step would then be to kind of build up a roadmap, detail a plan on what needs to be required. And often that can co coincide with, you know, taxpayer, you know, building requirements documentation. Some people often refer them as BRS or solution documentations. And then once you get past that stage and have a roadmap, a detailed requirements that map back to, let's say, KSA's invoice requirements, then you are ready to proceed into the next stage, which is then to determine which option that you take, which is do I customize and internally develop my solution or do I go with an outsourced service provider approach. So I would think th these things would be paramount as an initial activity. Okay. And, and, I, and I would, that, that's, I think, from an IT perspective, all, all valid and a lot of work, to be honest. And then from a tax perspective, I think you also want to make sure that um, your tax treatment is right in all those systems. So you want to double check uh, before you connect your systems to the government. Uh, you, you really want to make sure that the data that you're going to send through is complete and free of, free of mistakes. So uh, yes, there is a big IT piece of it. And, and it's not as simple as connecting to the government, of course. So that, that's a huge, huge project in itself. And simultaneously, we also need to look at this from a, from a tech technical perspective, I think. I think Jana raises a really good point there. And, and to sort of tie it back to a theme we talked about last time, I believe, you know, and, and I'll share a story. I, I remember we were talking to a particular client in Saudi Arabia about 
you know, and this was a while back. This was when the e-invoicing announcements had just been made, I think, in December of 2020. And, and we were explaining to this client what it was. A, a lot of what Mustafa kind of went through with us here today and, and, and a little bit less on what they, what they needed to do, but sort of hinting on what, what needs to happen. And, and as the client, as she sort of started to uh, feel it and understand what that actually meant, the initial reaction was was exactly what 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 Jano said. She was sort of like, you know, oh my my goodness, like if 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 I'm going to be handing over all of my tax relevant data to the government like that, I gotta make I gotta make sure it's tight, right? Not 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 that there's a sense that it isn't, but you sort of can't you can't hide behind it, which was a theme I think we we talked about last time. So you, you can't gamble, right? Yeah, you can't. You, can. you cannot just connect and then half year down the line find out that all yeah. your data is. You know, full of Agreed, and and I think I mean it sounds it sounds a little bit self serving for, for us to say this, but I, I do think you know one of our big uh, one of our big takeaways uh, is is in the readiness of this is is to make sure your tax data is is tight. Right. I, I have a question, which I don't know who has an answer. How does an entire country get ready for this in six months? That's the response I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's challenging. It's challenging, and it, and, and I think because there are many different solutions to this, it, it's going to take a lot of time for companies to figure out what's the best solution. And, and don't forget all the systems that either receive or generate or process invoices are potentially impacted. So, of course, if you're a company with one ERP system that handles your sales and your purchases, I would say it's easy in the bigger scheme of things. If you are... Uh, a bank, for example, with, with 20 different systems. How, how are you ever going to get ready for this? It's, uh, it's a good question. You, uh, you, you, you cannot wait until a month before the deadline, I would say. Yeah, and, and I think to just add to that, I mean, I think if we look at what, what's practically going to happen in the timeline, the timeline that's, that it's going to happen on, is, is there is a little bit of staggering or phasing, I, I would think that will be a little bit natural as this, as this, as this plays out. I mean, I think I think what, if we're talking about Saudi, what, what, what they've said is by December 4th, 2021, everybody has to issue electronic invoices. Um, it, it doesn't say much more than that. It, it says, I think, uh, you know, somewhat ironically, Jenna, where you started, it, said, it says what that isn't, right? It isn't simply sending out uh, all of your invoices in a PDF format. It's a little bit more digital than that, but, but, it, but it's that. And then, and then I think what you'll see is over time, I think Elliot, you'll see the broader picture kind of kind of come together. I, I fully expect in Saudi that organizations will not have thought about the AP cycle as an example. Uh, there's no real requirement for your AP cycle to be plugged in or be part of the invoicing platform. But but of course, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. For every invoice uh, supplier, there's an e-invoice. Recipient, what, what do they do with that if they haven't sort of set up their systems to be able to process it? What analytics do they have kind of behind the scenes? And, you know, I mean, I, I, I think we can all say, and I would say this with, with, with uh, a thousand taxpayers from Saudi Arabia in the room, you know, I would say, you know, if we're honest, um, you know, even after VAT was implemented in, in January 1st, 2018, from that point forward, there was still a lot of learning. That, you know the, the the timeline for the implementation wasn't the day that everybody was 100 up and ready and, and i think we just need to be practical about that and i think to, to be fair i think organizations need to be practical and mature about that 
they think they need to do what they need to do to get ready for the rules that they need to comply with by that time frame, but have a mature practical approach to, to what that actually means for them. I, th I think that's just good, good solid planning, to, to be honest. But I, I do appreciate there are different views than, than what I've just than what I've just said. I I think in 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 response to your point, Jay, the full amount of information required by taxpayers to be ready isn't yet available. Right? We all know there's a draft resolution out, which to a degree isn't entirely comprehensive of what invoicing will include, or you know within the within the kingdom. We also don't know how the integration mechanisms will, will fully work. I mean, we know we're using APIs, but we don't have a fully developed or available SDK or a software development kit. We don't know the different types of APIs that will be made available, nor do we have templates for tax authorities. And that's probably because uh, you know, we assume Gazette is on the, its own journey of developing its IT platform. And so that will be made available. And so all of these missing information needs to be provided to taxpayers, which we expect will be provided over the course of the year. And in order for this to be a success for taxpayers and the tax authority, then you know, ensuring that all this information is made available as early as possible for, for taxpayers is key. You don't want to kind of get into the conundrum of other kind of jurisdictions who have recently gone through and gone live with the invoicing and leave information too late. Because what that basically means is that tax uh, payers do not have enough time to robustly test the integration between their system and uh, the tax authority. And then that often leads to very little lessons learned by the tax administration, which often you know, results in a number of different issues post going live, which is normally reflected by you know, updates and revisions in, in, in tax authorities in working platform. So we, we suspect that Gazette has learned these experiences from other authorities. They will ensure that all of the right information and complete information will be made available as early as possible. And if we adopt that strategy, then it should give taxpayers enough time to prepare well, well let's let's maybe let's wind this one down but on on, on this point though and, and I, I think this is this is one of those topics where we'll probably come back and we'll revisit it over the next few months and there's mm -hmm. probably a lot of lessons to learn but mm -hmm. but you know we're, we're sitting here let's call it the first of june uh 2021 seven months away if my, if my math is right uh maybe i guess six months away since it's really the beginning of december that this needs to be sort of rolled out um, and as Mustafa points out, you know, there are some key pieces of information I think we're, we're still we're still waiting on from from the authorities. What's the last what's you know, if, if we could give people a guidepost, you know, somebody's listening to this podcast on their drive home from work and they're thinking, you know, gee, I need to start really getting ready for this. Um, what, what, what's the last the last point in time you should wait to sort of start an implementation for me? Tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> probably right. Like it's it sounds. I mean, it, like Elliot started started this rant. It sounds it sounds pretty aggressive but, to where we are. But what you, what you could say is, if you're having to ask that question, which is a fair and valid question and one that people should be asking, and if you don't know the answer to it, then you need to conduct an assessment to be able to answer that question. Because I don't think there's a uniform response. I think for some who have got uh, operations around the world, who have done any invoicing, may even have a team that's dedicated to uh, getting each country ready for e-invoicing, then they, they, they're probably aware of this, they have it in hand, and they will take a few months to follow on from the regulations and make the, re the required changes. For others who have never had any experience with this, tomorrow isn't too soon. Yeah. I, I think I think that's I think that's great I think that's great feedback to, to end on so 
you know, look, guys, let, let's leave it there for today. I think we probably could talk about this topic kind of kind of all, all evening. Um, so hopefully we've given people a little bit of a, a sense on, you know, what invoicing is, what, what it actually is, what the broader uh, story around it is, a little bit of its history. And I think more importantly, for, for those of you uh, either in Saudi or with operations in Saudi, a little bit of what you need to think about over, over the next coming months. And, and you know, we'll, we'll do our best to keep people updated through this through this forum and through other forums at, at, at PwC and, and, and through each of us individually mm. over over the next couple of months. Um, so thank, thanks everybody for, for signing on today and we'll 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 talk next time.